Welcome to the On Balance Podcast, where we share statistics, stories, and suggestions designed to help you live a better life. For those of you who are repeat visitors, welcome back. And for those of you who are new, if you like what you hear, please consider following us. Let's get started. This episode, we're going to talk about the concept or idea of presence. Not presents like you get for your birthday or for Christmas, but presence, P-R-E-S-E-N-C-E. So I'm going to tell a story, and I'm going to talk about the importance and power of your presence to the world. I hope you'll agree with me that the way we show up makes a difference. So let's start with what presence is. I like to use the following definition of presence. Of course, it means to be present with someone or with something or in a particular place, and that's important. It means you're being visible and that you're concrete. You're there, something that is seen. But the one that I like, the definition that I want to speak of today is the following. Presence is the bearing, carriage, or air of a person. The bearing, carriage, or air of a person. That's what's piqued my curiosity and, and kind of leads me to tell you the following story. I think it's how I came to understand the importance of how we show up. And I'm sure that you would have a story in your life that would demonstrate the importance of how you show up. Many years ago, when I was a young college student, I had the opportunity to go to Atlanta. And at that time, it wasn't that long after the death of Dr. Martin Luther King. And I, did so, I was involved in a program called a 414 program, which meant you took four classes in a semester. And then for an entire month, you did a, an intensive study. Those programs have disappeared, but at the time, that was the program that um, I was on. So for the intensive study, I chose to study the life of Dr. King and his teachings, not so much his life, but his teachings, the teachings of non-resistance and non-violence. And as um, part of that study, we were supposed to go, there were five or six people in the class, but we were supposed to go to Atlanta to actually visit some of the things that were important, such as Ebenezer Baptist Church and um King's gravesite. And because I went to uh, a school that had some pretty deep tentacles, thank you very much, I was able to make connections. We had a professor who knew people at Atlanta University, who knew people at Morehouse, who knew quite a few people. So when we went, we stayed at Atlanta University in the dormitories there. We ate there. We were right there on the campus, so we got to see Clark Atlanta and Atlanta U and Morehouse and Spelman. 
and the ITC, which is the uh, seminary. But we were able to make arrangements with a gentleman who was kind enough. He was a professor, and he was kind enough to get us an introduction to see two very influential people at that time. And that would have been um, Andrew Young, who had not yet run for mayor of Atlanta, and also Reverend King's father, as everybody called him at that time, Daddy King. Meeting both of those people was really instrumental in changing the way I saw my life, but the most instrumental was the meeting with Daddy King. I was a rather shy girl, and I didn't talk very much, so I made the mistake, although in hindsight I considered a blessing, of telling the professor who was making the introduction for us that I was really kind of afraid to meet Dr. King's father. Well, the time came. We were in the study at Ebenezer. This is before the big expansion when it was just the church. And we were in the study and Dr. King's father, Daddy King, came through the door. Rather, I should say, his spirit came through the door before he did. But in comes this man who seems to be 10 feet tall, and he filled the room with his presence. He bought his presence, his all, his being, his spirit into the room. The gentleman making the introductions mentioned to Daddy King that this little girl here, this young lady here, is afraid to meet you. In response to that, he looked at me, he smiled, and he said, well, we'll have to do something about that. And so he took my hand, and as he's talking to us as a group, he's holding my hand. And he said, I'm going to hold your hand until you're comfortable. That was probably one of the best experiences of my life. He talked to us about his genuine faith and his belief that the way you approach people, the way you treat people, the way you interact with people makes all the difference in the world. And that brings me to this notion of presence. What we need today is people who are present to people. It means that when we're in conversation, and I'm as guilty of this as anybody else, that we need to put down the phone, we need to turn off the television set, and we really do need to turn our attention to the person and not necessarily to converse with them, but just to be with them, to be present to them so that they're aware of, the, of their importance. So what does all this have to do with now? I'm sure many of you can think of people who entered a room and their spirit, their aura, their being entered the room before they did. Well, you notice that because they had a big presence. But the reality is that all of us have a presence. And so the question becomes, what do people feel when you or I enter a room? Do they feel 
comfortable? Do they feel on edge? I've been to some business meetings where when the boss walked in the office, you could tell "Mm, everything changed because the aura or the presence was totally different. So we're all casting that shadow wherever we go and whoever we're in communication with, our presence, our aura, our spirit is going to meet that person before we actually talk to the person. That is why it is important for us to be balanced people, because whether we like it or not, we are influencing people by our very presence in verbal, written, or physical form every single day. There's some people you love to be around because when you're around them, you feel alive, you feel really, really good. And there's some people you never want to be around because they're downers, they're Debbie Downers. You know that that's the case. I know that that's the case. But seldom do we think about the fact that we are affecting people the same way that they are affecting us. So that's kind of where we're at here. There's nothing for else for me to say other than, you know, can we ask the question this week as we're interacting with people of, mm, how am I showing up? How am I showing up? How is my presence balancing or causing distress in the lives of the people that I am dealing with? So going forward, I would ask you to consider practicing the presence, being aware of the presence that you are and the power behind the way you show up. As always, it is a pleasure and a privilege. I'm so grateful that you allow me to share the space between your ears. Not everybody gets that. I certainly appreciate the time that you take to listen to the podcast. If you have any questions, again, please contact me at reikibreak at outlook.com. That's reikibreak at outlook.com. You can find the address, if you don't quite get it from my pronunciation, down in the show notes. Until next time, please remember to stay on balance.